We talk motorcycles powered by those V-Twins, what fuels their passion, why you enjoy it so much. V-Twin Life is brought to you by these two great companies, Crashing Clothing and Wild Ass Seats. Hey, you want to add some comfort to your ass when you're out riding, whether you're a 400-mile guy or maybe a guy that's pushing 1,000-plus or female rider for that matter? Hey, check out wild-ass.com and add some comfort to your ass. Can't forget Crashing Clothing, that Northwest brand out of the Pacific Northwest. Hey, these guys got a lot of great stuff from t-shirts to hats, raincoats, you name it. Hey, they can get you covered. Check out CrashingClothing.com. Now, let's dive into another milepost of the V-Twin life. Hey, what's up all you motorcycle enthusiasts? And welcome back to another milepost of the V-Twin life. We talk motorcycles powered by those V-Twins. It feels a passion. I want to enjoy it so much. Hey, also tonight, milepost 54 with Tyler Jordan, a.k.a. if you find him on TikTok, Instagram, TJ2 underscore FXDB. Yeah, enjoys life on two wheels. Works over at Cox's Double Eagle Harley in North Carolina. He's one of those guys who just enjoys his doctor. Hey, why not get with another guy that just has that passion for life on two wheels, man? Hey, Tyler, thanks for uh, taking time out of your night and coming on to hang out and share some of your stories. Yeah, man, absolutely, dude. I appreciate you having me. So really looking forward to it and hang out and talk bikes for a little bit. There we go. Well, hey, let's get into it. So where did uh, where did motorcycles come into life for you, man? What you got you started? Man, so kind of early on, you know, like telling you earlier, we kind of done the whole dirt bike thing. Um, you know, probably, I don't know, seven, six, seven, eight years old, um, somewhere through there. You know, dad kind of threw the dirt bike at Christmas and hold on, like kind of don't kill yourself, <laughs> that type of thing, figure it out. Uh, so we've done that for a little bit, man. Um, got on the street um, at 18. Um, 18, got my first bike, and I've been on something ever since then. So Nice. So, well, how long you been on the road then? How many years? So it'll be right at 10 years now. Okay. Yeah, right at 10 years riding, so. So what was your first bike that got you on the road? What'd you start with? So, so yeah, first thing, man, um, I said, I, I got, got the itch. And, uh, so none of my family rode. Um, so we'll, we'll kind of start with that. Me and dad was talking, wanting to get into it. And, uh, first thing I was like, you know, I'm just going to get, you know, kind of cheap, like metric bike, whatever to get started. And, uh, dad was like, hell no, like, you ain't, you ain't going to do that. Like if you're going to get you a bike, you're going to get something nice um or nicer so i got a dime uh started with a 2012 dime and uh kept that one for about a year year and a half something like that and uh then kind of started the the trading process <laughs> so been through a few since then all right so your dad's obviously ridden for a while or was he also kind of getting into it at the same time yeah, so uh, he started like he started pretty young. Um, took a break, you know, like kind of. I don't really know. I never have had that conversation with him. That would be a, a, a conversation to have. Like I don't know why he kind of took the break. I don't know if it was the they got married, they had kids, the mom and dad conversation. You're not going to ride while the kids are young. I, I, I don't really know. Um, but uh, yeah, he, he didn't ride at all until like whenever I was 18. Me and him both got bikes. Uh, he's had a few too since I've been riding. Uh, right now, he doesn't have a bike, uh, but we've got like five here. So, <laughs> so most of the time he comes down and he just 
picks a bike and he goes out and rides with us. So it's still cool. Yeah, I see you. You got a few in the stable behind you there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got, we got one or two. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, can't go wrong. So, well, how long you been working it for? Now you work at, like I said, Cox is double eagle harder than David. So how long you been there? I've been there for just over a year now. Um, really, really cool. Um, it's my first first like sales gig. Uh, I've always kind of worked with my hands before. Um, you know, I mentioned to you earlier, I actually used to teach high school auto shop. And um, before that, I actually worked in NASCAR for a little bit and done a few different things. I always kind of tinkered with bikes throughout. Um, but, yeah, this is the, the first kind of job like I've got right now. Nice. So what's kind of, you know, your style of riding? You guys, you know, enjoy more the the day riding scene or you also enjoy, you know, the kind of guys want to pack up for, you know, two, three day adventure and just, you know, get out for a while. Man, we really do everything. Um, you know, it, nice. it's kind of the, the in-between, like most of the stuff that we do, we just do like on a whim. Um, you know, there's, five to seven of us um kind of kind of group that we we roll a lot if everybody else don't make it uh the wife she rides her own too um so me and her go out well most of the time just the two of us you know we'll do like day trips uh, and, and even if it's just like a local ride like uh, we've got some pretty twisty roads and stuff like that that we get um, but you know we have taken a few big trips um like last year we done, done iron butt kind of out to Texas from North Carolina. And then we spent like the next eight, nine days after that, just kind of bouncing around in Texas, which was pretty cool. So uh, you don't never really know what we're going to end up doing. That's sweet. And then got to give your wife props. Like we were talking before we went live. I mean, she did an iron, butt on a sportster. I mean, that takes some goddamn yeah. dedication. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Like she, she's hard headed, like love her to death. But, uh, it's funny, man, because like at, at work, you know, we have customers come in all the time and, you know, they get to talking like, well, I don't know what I want, but I know I don't want no Sportster. You can't ride on a Sportster. And, uh, you know, I tell them that story. You know, well, she went, you know, North Carolina to Texas in less than 24 hours on a Sportster. Like it can be done if you want to do it. And uh, they're always like, what? You know, there's, there's no way like that. That's not real. But but yeah, she, she's pretty cool. So what was your guys' time on that? Because I'm curious myself. Oh my God. So time wise, I'm not very, not very proud of it. So I kind of start, uh, we'll say this was our first one. Um, I'd always wanted to do it. Um, and the like seven bikes or so that ride with us, everybody was doing it. Okay. Um, so we done, it, it took like 23 hours, like 14 minutes or something stupid like that. It was like cutting it close um like fighting like mechanical issues um like i said earlier sportster 100 miles to a tank like we we got got to a little rough patch there where got a whole tank full of bad gas and we had the whole siphon siphoning experiment we had to get through um just one thing after another and then two you know you stop at a gas station and you know if you're by yourself you can gas and go pretty quick if you've got yeah. six other people, you know, everybody kind of spreads out and it's like hurting everybody. Like, guys, we got to get on the bikes and go. Like, we're on a time crunch here. Um, so it, it did take a while, but it was like, it was worth it. Like, 100% worth it. 
Oh, I mean, and you know, and when it's your first one, you, you always kind of learn from them. I mean, I've I've done one myself. I did mine was eighteen hours and four minutes at a thousand eighteen miles. But I mean, I was yeah, also riding sweet. solo, so that's you know a little different. But it's you know, yeah. and the funny thing, I've had people go, "Why the hell would you want to do that?" You know, that just seems stupid. I'm like, well, for me, I want to see if I, I had it in me. And it's like I told people, I don't know, like if you had the same thing, but I was watching my GPS for my ending destinations. Like I hit around that 700, 750 mile mark and I got that second wind. I'm like, hell yes. And, you know, yep. I had a blast and I will definitely be doing more. And it, it was a lot of fun. I enjoyed it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's a blast. And the big thing that kind of hurts us, just particularly where we're located, like time wise, if we do a 500 out and 500 in, which a lot of people do, you know, it's not that that big of a deal. We can do that without hitting anything too stupid. Um, but we we were doing the thousand straight out and going to make yeah. it like a, a like a week vacation after we got out kind of thing. And uh, pretty much any way that you go from where we're at, you either got to go through Atlanta, go through like the D.C. kind of area. And, and it's like you're going to hit pretty shitty traffic somewhere, which is going to kill a lot of time. Yeah. So now did you guys start early in the morning or, you know, what, what was your time frame when you left? Yeah, we, uh, so we had this thing planned for like six months. Like, you know, at the time, like I was still working with the school. So it was like, that was our like spring break week. We done it like first week of April, um, which weather is typically really good here in April. Like it may not be like fantastic, but it's usually not bad. Um, so we had everything planned, like, we were going, you know, that kind of thing. And uh, we had like a freak cold front. And uh, the morning we left, we left at like either 4 a.m. or we may have pushed it back to 5 a.m. But uh, it was like 28 degrees. And uh, it was just one of those things like it, it started started kind of crappy, like right from, from the get-go. Like everybody wasn't quite ready to leave out and that kind of temperature. Um, nah. But... It, it, it was like odd enough, man. So um, another friend of mine that rode with us, uh, he's actually an amputee. Um, and so his left leg is a prosthetic, so he can't shift with it. So he's got one of the uh, the Prindle like electric shifters. Mm -hmm. And uh, he, so he came down and stayed with us the night before. And uh, we get up, like get out, get on the bikes, fire them up, pull like out of my driveway, and his bike won't shift. Like it won't go from oh, first shit. to second. And I'm like, you are absolutely kidding me. And like, it, it would finally shift. And he was like, man, like I've never ridden like this thing, like in this temperature, like I've never ridden it this cold. And like, it, it, we finally got it, but it was like one of those things. Like we started off with some kind of stupid stuff like that. And it, it was kind of like just little hiccups along the road, like almost the whole thousand miles. So I remember I did mine. I I started at three thirty in the morning, and I went to get yep. gas at the fuel station, and the gas pump got done. Well, it wouldn't give me a receipt. It said there's an error oh, with it. I'm like, fuck! I just filled up. So I went to the next gas pump in front of me and got like ten cents worth of gas. Hit the receipt thing. Same thing. It yeah. wouldn't spit me out a receipt. I'm like, you got to be kidding. I'm like fuck. But you know, I was able to you know get things to work. But yeah, I mean that was basically yeah. the only little hiccup I had in mind was just my starting point when I it didn't want to give me gas receipt for my so I could have my starting yeah. time. 
But yeah, work my way around that. But yeah, everything else, mine was good. See, like yours, I did mine. wasn't a 500 out and back. Mine was a thousand miles to Idaho with a big, you know, detour through okay. Montana. So it was yep. cool, you know, seeing a lot of areas. Kind of had to, you know, do a little bit of homework because I was going through areas I wasn't familiar with. So playing with Google so I could, you know, yep. figure out my gas stops and gas stations. But oh, it was a blast. Yeah, yeah, and, and that's the thing, man. They they really are fun. I really want to do another, uh, well, a few more. Because, uh, like I said, going with the whole group, man, like, that was great. Like, that was mm-hmm. one of those things that you can't, like, you know, replicate, you know, because we've got just stupid stories from that that it's like we'll laugh about forever. Um, oh, absolutely. But, you know, you know, part of me wants to be like, if I just hit it solo and just win, like, you know, yeah. what kind of time could we, could we end up with, you know, that type of thing. See, there was a group, uh, they did, well, the ride one cane a day. The other, you know, there's two yep. different. You got the iron butt, you got ride one cane a day. The uh, Fast yep. Six, which was Crash Inc., Brad Columbus, and some of his cronies, they did it in, like, yep. fucking 11 or 12 hours. Yeah. thousand yeah, miles an hour, 500 like, out, 500 back, but I know they were mobbing the freeway. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and that's the thing, man. Like, I, I wish that, like, I could start, like I said, kind of like in a better, like, geographical spot. Because I know, like, a lot of guys, like, you'll see, like, Ride 1K. Like, they'll post, like, the route of, like, a lot of the quick ones. And it's, like, Mm -hmm. out west, like, Arizona to, like, western Texas-ish. And it's, like, you know, I've ran some of those roads before. And it's just, like, dead straight, like, wide open and just send it. Yeah, see, that's for me why I started early because from where I'm at on the peninsula of Washington, it's about two and a half hours to the Puget Sound area, and I wanted to get through that Seattle-Tacoma area before traffic started. So I left early so I could get through that and then hit I-90 where it's generally pretty much just wide open, and you can go and you don't really got to worry about much traffic congestion until you hit eastern Washington, which mainly that's going to be the Spokane area, and that was 400-ish miles in. And by the time I hit that was, you know, early – mid-morning time and you know i didn't have much hiccup or with traffic there so that worked out good yeah yeah and see like that's the thing man like the the route and the timing really really is everything yeah like yeah you know a lot of people don't a lot of people don't want to get up like super early leave three or four o'clock in the morning but uh that that really is kind of the the way to do it i think and for me, I did that because I think one of the bigger things was I didn't want to have to ride through an area that I was unfamiliar with in the dark. I'd rather try to get there late exactly. evening time, and I can go through all the areas you know where I live in the state when it's dark, where I'm comfortable. I know the roads, and that way I could try to get where I was going and still have you know sunlight. Which I got there, you know, it was a little after dark, but most of it I didn't have much issues when it came to you know, right in the dark and unfamiliar area. So it worked out good. Exactly. And for me, that's, that's the way I like to plan it and it worked good. And like I said, it's not going to work that way for everybody. Everybody kind of has their own style and, you know, hey, it's all what comes down to, you know, what's going to fit you for what you want. Exactly. Exactly. And like when we first like started planning it, man, like we were thinking to start with about like leaving later at night uh, and just kind of running through the night that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, I don't, I don't know if you've ever been like, anywhere near atlanta or not no like anybody anybody listening that's driven through atlanta 
knows that like you're going through there and there may be a dead stop where you don't move for two hours. And that's Jesus. That's just because of normal traffic. Um, so like to start with, and we were going to try to leave at like nine, 10 o'clock at night, uh, which would have put us going through Atlanta at like two, 3 AM. And uh, so that, that kind of would have worked But then you know, a couple people were like, I, I don't know if I want to like work all day and then ride through the night and then most of the next day. And I'm like, yeah, okay, we'll just, we'll scrap that idea and just leave in the morning yeah. and take what we got. Maybe just head west and try to bypass that whole area. Say piss on that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. So, what do you think? You know, I mean, concerning like you know your trips you've had. What's one of your best memories you think you've had on two wheels riding? Oh man, or like, maybe even a good it, story. Yeah, like like it, it can be like so many different things. Um, you know, like you know, one of the favorite um would just be like when the wife first started and this is like not a like great writing story not great writing location or anything else um but just her like on her bike for the first time like riding here local mm-hmm. because it was like she'd ridden with me for probably i don't know forever <laughs> like however long it had been uh she'd always been on the back she was like you know i really want to ride and, uh, you know, we, we like practiced around the house and stuff and I don't want to like sound super unsafe or, or whatever. Like she went and got her permit, all that good shit. Um, but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, yeah. So like that, that guy's not out there. Like you shouldn't let her ride on the road, but whatever. Um, but yeah, like she got to the point where she was comfortable with it, man. And we have, uh, at the time we just had like the little cheapo, like Bluetooth comms. Like now we have the centers in our helmets and stuff, but, uh, but yeah, like we had that man, and I was like following her, like talking to her the whole time. And uh, after that, like she's she's taking off like a rocket. But uh, like destination wise and things like that, when we were out on that that trip to Texas, um, like there there was just some really really good memories, like the, the good ones and the bad ones. Um, you know, we we ended up like coming back um, trying to miss like just this massive rainstorm. And uh, we were like, okay, like instead of coming home, like the way that we were planning on, like we're just going to shoot north and run through Arkansas because like apparently it's not going to rain in Arkansas. And uh, then we get up there and it's like pitch ass black, like absolute, <laughs> like, like monumental rain. Like, you know, I've ridden through rain multiple times. I've ridden through storms. Like it is what it is. It sucks, but it kind of works. Yeah. And uh, this was like, ne- this was next level. Like, uh, lightning like literally look like road maps and uh we're just like kind of suffering through it you know and uh i was the only one that brought rain gear and then everybody's giving me shit because i was wearing my rain gear and they were all without it <laughs> and uh smart, but, smart traveling and packing right there yeah 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 it's like you know we're going like halfway across the country like probably gonna hit it at some point yeah but uh like like just like one of the funniest things man like we, we stopped, we were like probably 70, 80 miles, like outside of Little Rock and uh, like just stopped at this little gas station, like, you know, take a break from like getting pelted. And uh, we were trying to get like to Nashville, like that night, which was still another like, I don't know, three, four hours. And uh, like one of the guys was, was like, dude, like 
I can't do this anymore. Like, absolutely cannot do it. And I'm like, well, like, you know, we can crash like somewhere like pretty close to here. And uh, he's like, all right, cool. Well, I'm going to go in this gas station. There's like this like high school age kid, like working the like counter or whatever. He's like, I'm going to ask this kid if like what there is to do in Little Rock. Like, there's got to be something to do there. And like, like I said, the whole time we've been riding, like there was like nothing. Like maybe one like little like podunk gas station every like I don't know seventy eighty miles or something, mm-hmm. and uh, like there's like there's nothing in Arkansas. Like, that was just kind of like the running joke. And uh, but he gets in and he asks this kid like we're all like standing outside, you know, like kind of like looking into the to the gas station as he's asking him, and like we just see the kid just kind of go like, you know, just kind of shrug his shoulders <laughs> like you know like like there's not shit to do there. And, uh, like that just like broke this dude's heart, like right off the bat. And, uh, we like finally get to little rock, we get this hotel and, uh, he's just pissed. Like, like he is like wet, soggy, like over life. And uh, he's like, I'm going to the gas station. Like I'm getting some beer because this is absolutely ridiculous. And like, he, like walks across the street, like comes back and is like furious. And I'm like, what's the problem? I'm like, what's up? And he's like, we picked a hotel in a dry county. <laughs> so, so yeah, like, like no alcohol in the county, like period. And, uh, so yeah, that just like totally broke his heart. Damn dry counties. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh shit. That would suck though. I, I could feel his pain out there like that. It's like, I just want to have a drink too. And then you find out you can't yeah, get it. Yeah. And, and like it, we were probably like, in nonstop Hilton rain for probably four hours or so. Like, like it wasn't like, you know, we just hit a shower. It was like nonstop riding and just like a downpour. So yeah, he was, he was done for. <laughs> yeah. That, that could definitely put a crimper in your evening for sure. I know. I, I'd fuck. Yeah. Oh, fuck. yeah. But it's, it's funny. Like, because as much as it sucked at the time, like now when we're all like sitting around, like just drinking, hanging out, it's like, you know, where we want to go next. And everybody's like, well, damn sure not Arkansas. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It's situations like that. I mean, yeah. for some they'll suck at the moment, but you know, the next day or whenever you can look back and, and laugh yeah. on it. I mean, I've had yeah. the same thing, you know, when I broke down on the side of road once it's like at the moment it sucks, but even five minutes later down the road, it's like, I'm laughing on my helmet. It's like, you know what? Well, fuck, there's a hell of a story. You know, yeah. it's just all part of the adventure. Yeah. And, you're traveling. It, 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 it is. And it's like the, the stupidest things like uh, on the same trip, like one of our guys got a flat tire, like going down the interstate and uh, we're pulled over like just outside of Dallas, like whatever interstate that is. I don't even know. But uh, sitting there, like he's got a like pinch tube, like just pouring air out of it. And uh, we like look over and his brother has like walked like off of the highway, like out to this fence. And it's just like, peeing on the fence and writing his name and like he turns around he's just like smiling and waving at us like like pointing at it like so proud of like what he had accomplished and it's like you know that's another one of those like stupid things that just made that funny oh yeah absolutely i mean you know if kind of way i've been one of those guys i mean somebody have a shitty moment whatnot but you know if somebody like myself you know try to make a joke out of it just to you know make somebody's day you have that shit moment but if you can laugh or smile for a second Sometimes it makes a little bit better, but you know, yeah, like I said, though, yeah, it's all exactly. part of the adventure and the fun. You can look back and you just die laughing at some of that shit. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, you can't let like one little thing like ruin a day or ruin a trip or anything like that. You know. Yeah. Very true. So what now? When you're kind of doing these, you know, adventure trips like you talk about, what are you riding? Which bike are you taking? Uh, so I've got the 18 Street Bob. Um, that eventually I'm going to get a road glide. Like that's just just kind of the thing. Um, but I don't really need it. Um, if that makes sense, I've put like 20,000 miles on that bike since I got it a couple of years ago. Um, you know, it's done. You know, thousand mile days um, hadn't let me down. Like always been super comfortable. Um, now I've put you know, enough money into it. I could have bought a road glide. Um, I've got like, you know, nice suspension, like that, that whole deal. Um, so the bike works really well for me. Um, well, that, that's kind of the whole point. I mean, no matter what you're buying is, I mean, you're going to spend money on it, but when you outfit that bike to fit you, it's comfortable. Yeah. And, and like my thing, man, like, you know, so many people be like, man, the way that you ride, like, you need a bagger. Like I've had a street glide, like rode a street glide for a long time and, you know, kind of moved on to different stuff. But like my wife rides her own. Like she's got, she's got two bikes, you know, like she's not on the back with me. You know, there's nothing really not a huge benefit there where it's like, you know, we really need to get, you know, whatever bike this is. Um, So, you know, that, that one kind of works for me. Um, I said, I'm, I'm gonna buy a road glide just because I want a road glide eventually. But um, Shark Nation, yeah, man, it's, it's, all, the way it's it all about that Shark Nation. It is. It is like like <laughs> Dad said, like 100 percent is. Well, it's like I said, if you've had a street glide, you know you you can you can understand the handling differences because you've had both, and you know, like yep. a lot of people that seem to go from that Batwing and they like that solid amount of fairing that you know the old shark knows and. Yep. To each your own. Some don't like them, some do. I, I know for me, yeah, I love mine, and it's all – but, you know, everybody outfits the bike for them, and what fits them fits them. Exactly, exactly. And, like, you know, the whole, like, street glide, road glide debate is, is always, you know, going to be a big thing. Um, you know, people come in at the shop all the time that have either ridden street glides forever that will say, I'll never touch a road glide. Or, you know, kind of vice versa. Uh, the way that I always show people the difference. If you just walk over to a street glide, you know, kind of like, or any Batwing bike for that. And, you know, just kind of like grab the edges of the fairing and, and do the whole shake thing. And be like, mm-hmm. yeah, look at your front wheel. Like every time the wind blows, that's what's happening. And then they're like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they do a demo ride, especially on a windy day. You know, that's the big thing, man. If it's a, a day that the wind's up. And you send them out, do a demo ride on both. They come back and go with a road ride every time. Yeah, and, I mean, and that's. And, you know, I mean, I've ridden through. God, we came through uh, the Columbia Gorge between Washington and Oregon one time. I mean, I had such a headwind at me, I was wide open and I couldn't get past sixty. And if I let off the throttle, it was like I was slamming my brakes on. Yeah, handling wise, yeah. not a problem. But yeah. oh man, the. You know, you get down there for us in that gorge, and, man, it, it's known for the winds, and it can get fucking flat and nasty with the wind. Yeah. And it is nice yeah. with that frame amount of fairing. You can cut through that shit. You can. I mean, I mean, it just it goes right through there. Um, and another thing, too, man, that, that I noticed that the road glide really, really does well 
Um, especially if you get like a, I don't want to say a smaller rider, but somebody that can't handle weight as well, or somebody that's new to like a touring bagger kind of platform, mm-hmm. um, not having that added weight on the front end gives them a very big confidence boost. I can understand that. You know, that's, that's kind of the big thing that I see like at the dealership, you know, they're like, as they're turning the bike, like in, you know, in a parking lot or picking it up off the kickstand, that type of thing, they're like, "Yeah, like there's a lot less weight on the front end." Now, granted, it's not a ton of weight; doesn't make a huge difference. It's more of a like, you know, kind of second thought. Yeah, yeah, that, that's, it's more of that type of thing. But that's what every single person says, and uh, you know, like forever the the street glide was was the hot seller. You know, then it was got to be kind of 50 50 um now the road glide that they've definitely kind of surpassed the uh the street glide i mean don't get me wrong there are some damn sexy street glides i've seen out there i mean i've I've been a fan absolutely i just i love my you know road glide i don't think i I wouldn't go backwards but doesn't say maybe i wouldn't purchase another one you know have a street glide also yeah yeah and the big thing man like talking to people this like if you've ridden a Batwing bike for years and got a lot of miles on one, you're used to that stuff. You like yep. to see the fairing turn when you turn the bars. You like being able to kind of point your headlight wherever you're going to point your headlight. You and know? on that, that was Which the big thing are, when it first got used to is having that fixed headlight when yeah. you turn even at you know slow speeds at night. It's like, exactly. hey, well, uh, okay, this is a little different. I got to get used to this. Yep. Yeah, but once you get used to it, it's, it's just a thing. Oh, um, exactly. But, but but yeah, like I said, the, the guys that have put down a lot of miles on Batwing bikes, um, usually that's what they're going to stay with until mm-hmm. they like. I don't want to say like say this and piss a bunch of people off, but until they like set their pride aside and like actually ride one and give it an honest chance. You know, that's that's the big thing, because so many people, man, and like I, said, I, I see this every day. They'll come in. Oh, I've ridden a street glide for, you know, 10 years or whatever they have, you know, and uh, they're like, I don't like that fixed fare and mess. You, you know, and, and you, yes. No, you, yeah. 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 Jesus rides a road glide. That's for sure. Jesus prefers road glides. That's fucking yeah. epic. Yeah. I love it. I love it. But, but yeah, it was yeah, like that's, that. I'd met. I'd met an old guy. He was probably in his seventies. I was up at uh, how was it, North Sound Harley Davidson, up by Everett, up North Washington. And I company had this, you know, beautiful CBO road glide. Hey, you know, it's fucking nice bike. And he's like, eh, it's okay. I'm like, uh, yeah. What do you mean? And he stopped. Well, you know, I had a CBO street glide. He goes, it was, it was great. He fucking had a fucking stage for it. You know, exhaust cam. I mean, just built the shit out of it. He's like. But I get going, he goes, I'd hit 130 plus and I get this buffering in my front end. He's like, I put a steering stabilizer yeah. on, he did all this shit. And he's like, Well, then I thought about him, like, well, fuck, they make a CVO road glide. And I think he's had the 117 in it because this was probably two years ago. Yep. And he, I'm like, okay. Well, you know, so how's everything about it? He's like, This fucking thing is so slow. It's like I'm riding a slug. It doesn't even get out of its own way. Yeah. <laughs> I'm thinking, Jesus Christ, man. This guy's like 70 yep. and just bitching about it. It's like, you know, driving in. Awesome. I was like, Jesus Christ, dude. I, it's like, I, I kind of want to ride with you. Just want to experience your style of riding. It's like, holy shit. Yeah. 
Yes, I had uh, I had this customer man not too long ago. He, he's the same way. Um, he's the older guy, like mid to late seventies. Awesome dude. Um, like love him. Like bought a Road King special. First thing he did, like one thirty one kit. Like forget about the warranty. Like he did the Power Vision. Like you know, like absolutely like everything he can get. Dude done like throttle body. Like different injectors. Like like was getting with it. And uh, yeah. he was like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah. That like, and he was, he's a, yeah, yeah. He's a big Mopar guy too. Uh, so he's got, you know, two or three like, like hot rotted up challengers. And he was like, this was right when the the three ninety two Wranglers came out. And uh, he was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I just ordered one of those too. He was like, why not? <laughs> and I was like, man, if you, if you got it like that and that's what you're about, then you know, more power to you. Yeah." No kidding. But yeah, like I said, it was funny, man. Like little, little bitty. And I'm a short dude too, but man, he was like little tiny short guy, like mid seventies and like could barely like get on the bike anyway. But he was like, if I got one, it's going to run. And I'm like, all right, there we go. Cool. Let's get with it. So yeah. here's one for you. Why do you love riding? Well, what, what is it about it that just gets you? It varies, man. Like a big part of it is just, and it's, it sounds cliche, but the wind therapy, you know, like if mm-hmm. you like go out, you know, and, and like I said, we ride with, with other people a lot. Um, but there's still a lot of times where like I get on a bike by myself, like just get out and go. And, you know, hour, two hours, like nothing crazy, but that like kind of, kind of sets aside everything that's going on in your head and it's right. just like a reset um you know when you get back you know other thing you know like just the people that i have met like through riding um it's like you know if if motorcycles was not a big part of my life there would be so many people that are good friends of mine that i probably would have never met um and right. you, know, you kind of have to have to chalk that up you know to being a part of riding as well because like I said, if if it wasn't for that, you know, you guys would have never met. Yep. No, that's true. And it's I think it also goes along with the fact that, you know, how many times have you been to a gas station getting gas and that should have been, you know, a, a less than a minute ordeal, but you spark that conversation with somebody. You might be there five minutes, could be ten, but you know, all of a sudden you literally built a friendship with somebody you don't even know, but you had that common ground of two wheels. Exactly. Exactly. Man, like that's, I met a very good friend of mine like that one day. Um, you know, we were, I can't remember where we were at, man. It was just like, just odd enough, man. I think we were, like, I was out riding, like, the wife had to stop by, like, a Michael's or something, like, a, like the craft store, like, kind of thing. Oh, yeah. She had to pick something up. And it's like, we pulled in there and, yeah, this this younger kid came up on like this kind of like chopped up sportster and like parked with us and stuff. And uh he was like, Hey, like what's up? You guys got some nice bikes. And we're like, Yeah, man, I like, appreciate it. Like everything's cool. And uh, you know, we ended up like getting to be really good friends. Like, you know, we've we've rode a lot, um, you know, done a lot of cool stuff together. So that was just one of those like random things of you know she had to stop and get thread or something stupid like that. And, you know, got a new friend because of a bike, you know, like that, that was pretty cool. Yep. And yeah. And, and that's awesome. And, you know, it's, 
I mean, I know I've done the same thing my, you know, myself. And it, I think one time it was like a guy, he was now riding a gold. Like, oh, I used to have a Harley and, you know, tell me some old stories. And what all comes back to it's like, you know, I, I don't matter. I don't care what a guy rides. And, you know, it's, it's cool sometimes you meet these older guys. I mean, I guess now we'll say older. I feel old sometimes myself. But, you, you know, these older guys are 60s or 70s. And, you know, they'll see the bike and, you know, they'll get that little smirk. And all of a sudden, hey, you know what? You want to hear something cool? And they'll start telling you some yep. story and, you know, compliment your bike. It's like, well, I used to have, you know, an old Road King. And, you know, they, they go down, the, you know, the old fucking memory lane. And it is really cool to, you know, get that experience just from, you know, some guy you never knew when you're in some little podunk town. But, you know, because of you riding, you know, sparked that little memory for him. And in turn, you get to hear some cool stories and, you know, get to see or hear some of his memories. Exactly, man. And, and that's what it's all about. Uh, you know, I, I told you earlier, man, like, I don't care what you ride. Like, I, I ride Harleys, you know, I, I work for a Harley shop, you know, but I'm I'm not a Harley, like, brand snob at all. You know, like, I don't care, like, what you ride. You know, if we can sit and talk about bikes, like, that's super cool. Yep. Um, you know, like, so another bike that we've got, like, and I don't, I may have put this on Instagram. I, I can't remember. <laughs> I hadn't like posted about it in a while. Um, so my wife's grandfather, this is kind of like a little, little tangent story. It was a cool little bike. Um, he passed away in like the nineties, like kind of thing. Like, you know, I, I never met him, but you know, her grandmother, um, you know, still alive, you know, still, she does really well. She like quilting is her big thing. Like she makes quilts mm-hmm. and a uh, year, year or so ago, um, I had a ton of just like, old dealership t-shirts, you know, that, that I've gotten, you know, from just different places all over the country that was just either thrashed out shirts or I couldn't wear them anymore, things like that. And, uh, I let her make a quilt out of them. And, uh, she was like, I bet you didn't know I had a motorcycle, do you? And I was like, nah, like I, I didn't know anything about that. And, uh, you know, she was like, like well, c- come out here real quick. I want to show you something. And she goes out like little shed and, uh, it is a 1967 Bridgestone, uh, like the same Bridgestone. And uh, little thing, like, I mean, obviously it had been sitting for a while. Like it, it wasn't perfect, you know, anything like that. Um, but she was like, yeah, yeah, like, i tell you what, if you can get it to run, you can have it. And I'm like, you know, that's that's not my style. Like, I don't want to do that, but I would like <laughs> to see if I could get it to run. And yeah. uh you know, just because that, that'd be cool as shit. You know, it's it's a little like two stroke, like one seventy five cc. They're like, they're like, yeah, like they all had them. Like, you know, back when they were young, like it was probably the early seventies. Like they used to ride to the beach and do all this. And I'm like, shit, like I gotta get this little thing to run, man. Like this thing is cool. And full uh, of memories. Like, yeah, yeah, and, and and it was cool, man. Like I said I kicked it. It had compression. Like it was free, and I'm like. You know, if this thing will turn over, like I can probably get it to run. I was like, I'll come back and pick it up with my trailer tomorrow. And, uh, you know, went over to pick it up. I was like getting the bike out and loaded and stuff. And, and she come out, she was like, I got something for you on the seat of your truck. And I was like, Oh, yeah. You know, what you got? And she's like, just, just don't worry about it. And like, got in the truck to leave and it was the title for the bike. <laughs> like, holy she crap. Had, she she had still had it. it. Like, yeah, like Dang. still had the thing, and like it hadn't been retitled since I think it was like '68 or '69 was Holy the last crap. time the title had been transferred. 
it was like so old that I took it to the to the plate office, right? To to like get it sent off and transferred. And they sent me to three different plate offices, and I had to go to like a main one because they were like, yeah, like um, we haven't seen do with like, that. Yeah, yeah, like like we haven't seen a title oh. this old in like so long. They had to like go in and like add a bunch of zeros to like the VIN number because you know it was like old to the point where it wouldn't even like show like it wasn't a full like 17 character van and yeah it was like a whole ordeal but but yeah, Holy yeah crap. It's a cool little thing. that's just you know that's just an awesome story in itself yeah it yeah and, and it's super like super cool and and it made her so happy uh to see it run because you know that thing had sat in in a shelter with like an old like moving quilt over it since probably sometime in the mid eighties, I would probably guess. And like wow. for her, for her to see it, you know, run and move and be used like that, that was a big thing for her. You know, she was, she was like born and raised like kind of in the depression. So it's like one of those mm. things where she hates to see stuff like not be used, Yeah, you know, like, like everything's got to be used. Like, you know, you, you go, you get a like tub of butter from the grocery store, like that's that's Tupperware now, you know, like oh, that's yeah. not getting thrown out, you know, like that's that's just her kind of mentality, um, which is hey, awesome, th- those are great awesome. for my lunch. Come on now, uh, I like to do that. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Like, there's nothing wrong with it. Like, 100% yeah. Oh, dude, you got to find a picture that bike and get a poster because I I got to see what it looks like. I'm curious as hell. I will. I will. Yeah. Yeah. I I think that it's on Instagram somewhere. But I'll, I'll, have to I'll take a dive. It. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah. So you know, we'll, we'll definitely repost it. Oh, hell yeah. So what do you got behind you though? I mean, obviously we can see looks like your street balls behind yes. your shoulder. And then so 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 this well found out which one. So that one is that's the wife's sportster. And then figure out which way we're going here. So yeah, that's her soft tail. That's the sport bod. And then that one is the street bob. That one's mine there. And then, uh, like I said, I've got a shovel head too, little kind of sketchy chopper shovel head. Buddy of mine's painting it right now. It, it should be like back and and done soon. Like he, he's nice. got it like all cleared, buffed, like like everything's ready. So that's that's. I don't want to say that's my favorite bike because like that street bob like is has kind of been a like ongoing project for a couple of years, you know, and I, I've really put a lot like into that one to get it to be like, right. Mm-hmm. But, uh, there's something about that old shovel head band. that's just like, cool. You know? Yeah. That, and it's that like, old, like, you, you know, the it. old Milwaukee iron. It is. It is like, it's like absolutely like the slowest bike like ever. Like this old sportster back here would like run it up, like suspension on it's pretty horrible. <laughs> like it's loud, it smells funny, very comfortable, but <laughs> it's like you go ride it, like you you have a good time. Like you're not gonna have a bad time riding it kind of thing. And then you know, and, and that's what it is. You you're whether good, bad, slow or whatnot, you're riding, you're having a good time, then you know what? That's that's the best part about it. That's that's it, man. And, and like, I love old stuff, you know, the stuff that's like 40, 50 years old that like is like just amazing to be still running kind of thing, you know. And, uh, you know, if you can get it out, ride it, like put some miles on it, you know, that's always a good thing. Yeah. 
So what do you think? So yeah, like, I'm time probably not going to take off the iron butt. But. <laughs> yeah, no shit. So yeah. what do you think is probably what you'd say one of your, your worst memories you've had on two wheels or something that just was that, that dump moment for you? Oh, man. Honestly, dude, that's that's a tough one. Um, <laughs> you know, like, like knock, knock on wood, like, you know, I've never been down. Um, you know, the, there's not, like, that kind of story. Um, you know, I, I've never, like, looking back, I, I, there's not that just bad memory that absolutely sucked. You know, there's been those days it was like, man, I can look back and remember that was, like, so cold that it hurt. Or, you know, like that, that yeah. weather sucked or, you know, that was just a lackluster day kind of thing. But it's not like, you know, there's there's that one really, really bad day. Um, so most people would probably be, you know, the, the time that they went down or, or something like that. But like I said, knock on wood, that's that's never happened. So. OK, I'm just curious how, you know, it's just one of those. No question whether it's like, you know, I, I don't know. Some people might break down. I mean, they, you have that however long you spent. It sucks at that moment. But maybe, you know, down the road, it's like you can laugh. But at that time, yep. it, it's a horrible time. But, you yeah, know, yeah, like there's, it's just one there's of those questions always, to see what people think. Yeah, yeah. There's always those times, man. It's like, you know, something breaks, something goes down. You're like, damn, that sucks. And it's like inconvenient. This is coming from like kind of a, a mechanical background. Like I may be pissed off for like five minutes, ten minutes or something, but it's like at the end of the day, like, you know, I, I know it can be fixed, you know, like, yeah, it, it, it can always be fixed and be replaced. Like, you know, this is not the end of the world, you know? Um, so that's, you know, I really don't have like that, that bad, bad time. You know, everybody's been broke down on the side of the road for a while. You know, there, there's always been been that one. I would say probably the worst, worst, like, experience of that um, is not even directly riding related, um, but it is bike related. And I, I say this because my wife was pissed. So um, with uh, with the Street Bob, um, me, a buddy of mine, like, we were doing um, cams. Uh, we, we both, you know, had ordered, ordered a cam kit. Um, like I said, you know, I turn wrenches and stuff. So I was like, yep, cool. I can throw both of ours in. Like, that's not a big deal. Um, you know, all to it. Uh, for whatever weird reason, we didn't do it here. It may be because it was before my shop was, like, up and done. Um, but we done it at his place. And uh, got over, and I was like, yeah, man, like, it's not going to take long. Like, it'll be a quick, easy you know, that's that's the problem. You never say it'll be quick and easy like before you start. <laughs> yeah. Because it never turns out to be quick and easy. Um, but uh but yeah, like we done it and it was like everything was going smooth and uh we got the the can bearing tool to pull the old one out. He had uh he had bought the tool and he was like, I'll buy the tool, like take care of all that and everything else if you just uh if you do mine, like I'll cover basically all the like parts expenses and stuff. And I'm like, yeah, dude, that's cool. Awesome. <laughs> he had took the, the tool out, like playing with it and stuff. 
and uh, lost uh, the big nut off of it. That is very, very crucial to getting that old cam bearing out. <laughs> so, uh, like, I got everything together. And I'm like, hey, man, like, where's that nut that goes on here so we can start pulling this out? And he's like, it's not in the box. And I'm like, nah, nah, it's not in the box at all. And he's like, shit, I don't know where it's at. And, like, Scramble's looking for it. He ends up going, like, some hardware store trying to find one. Gets back, and it's in the saddlebag of his bike, which is just, <laughs> you know, like, love to go to death, but come on, dude. And yeah. um, anyway, like, got through that, got everything together, and putting the push rods and stuff back in. And part of it was my fault. I will say that because I was trying to cheap out just a little bit, but – the second part of that was they were supposed to fit and supposed to work. Emphasis on the supposed to. Uh, so got everything back together and like from around the push rod tubes, man, this thing is like spitting, puking oil, like everywhere. Like they're not sealing. And um, so pull it back out. And my buddy had bought some different ones. He, he'd actually bought the SNS um push rod tubes and that the whole like sns shebang and uh, i'm not gonna say the ones that i use because we're not getting to that whole like fashion no, that, moment, but yeah but no problem i get they that. didn't they didn't work <laughs> uh there's only like one or two like push rods that people like even talk about that's not the sns ones and it, it was one of those one or two but um but yeah so got them in like Ended up putting the SNS stuff in like the next day. Like everything was fine. Now, at this point, it's like two o'clock in the morning. And my buddy's house is 45 minutes to an hour away from my place. And uh, yeah, the wife had to come get me. And she was not very happy about that. <laughs> yeah, she was because she was long asleep, like everything else. Oh, and, yeah. Like, call, calling the whole like, where you at kind of thing and i was like yeah we got a problem now <laughs> and uh so yeah yeah she was she was pretty upset about about having to get up at like two o'clock in the morning and drive yeah getting that uh phone call oh dark 30 yeah 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 that wasn't cool yeah yeah i, I can understand that but yeah that sucks yeah so now down where you live in, man, what's one of your, you got an area that you just like to go to when it comes to riding that you just really enjoy? Man, like I, I do. And I've got a few um, because, you know, we were kind of talking, you know, I think before we got started, like we're in a real central spot. Um, so I'm almost like two to three hours away from anything. Um, you know, I've got a, ton of really good roads like right around the house it's like good curvy roads where you know if you really want to like kind of get down with it and and you know really really rip some roads up like you can do that like that's just like right down the road from the house um there's a lot of really good like scenic spots like within an hour um you know got a couple of state parks like one of the TikToks I posted the other day was from a state park, like an hour from the house. And it's just beautiful spot, like got a big mountain overlook. Um, you go down to another part, it's by a lake, like right there in the same park. So super nice. Um, and then too, like, like I said, we're 
two and a half hours from like Myrtle Beach, where we're at. You know, Myrtle Beach is oh, nice. you know kind of kind of hit or miss. If you, I don't know if you ever been to Myrtle Beach or not, but no, I, I haven't things. been to the East Coast, yeah. so I haven't ventured that way yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You hear all the things about Myrtle Beach, man. It used to be a happening spot, but now it's kind of like a, you know, kind of eh. Um, but yeah, like we we go down there a lot. You know, that's that's a pretty standard like day trip. It's like you know. What you want to do? Like, no, I don't know. Let's ride a little bit, and we'll just like go to the beach, like have a beer, get a burger or something, like come home. Um, yeah. You know, the North Carolina mountains, depending on where you're going, you know, a couple hours, like we can hit Blue Ridge Parkway. Um, Tail of the Dragon is like four-ish hours away from where we're at. Uh, it's still not bad. You know, you can still like go do that whole thing. Um. Come back. You can do it in a day trip. It gets a little tight, but uh, a lot of times we do that like an overnight kind of thing. Mm. Nice, which is cool. I mean, yeah, I mean, you're in an area of the country that that is, you know, pretty scenic. I mean, for me, I've I've seen in pictures of the people's, you know, throughout social media, and I think it is a you know a beautiful part of the country that I'd love to venture to one of these days to check out for sure. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, well, shit, man, thanks for coming on, man. Go ahead and, you know, let everybody know where they can check you out. You know, maybe, you know, plug the dealership if you like. Totally up to you. Yeah, man, like, like absolutely. I appreciate you having me on. Like, it's been really, really good time. Like, you know, like I told you I could sit around and talk bikes and stuff like this forever. But, uh, but yeah, so I'm on Instagram, TikTok. Not Instagram as much as I probably should be. Um, but, yeah, it's uh, TJ2 underscore FXBB. Um, you know, obviously Facebook too. And, uh, but yeah, I'm at Cox's double Eagle Harley, um, in the sales department. So, you know, if anybody, you know, out this way is listening, wants to drop by, say hello, anything like that. Um, definitely drop by, like, don't feel like, you know, Oh, I'm going to see a sales guy. It's going to be a pressured thing. Uh, cause like that's, that's not my style, you know, like I just, I just like to hang out and talk to people. So, um, but yeah, yeah. Like I said, man, that'd be, that'd be cool. So, Sweet. Hey, thanks everybody for tuning in. Hey, Tyler, Matt, thanks a lot for coming on, sharing some stories and, and whatnot, Matt. It's been a lot of fun. And, you know, this is the whole thing why I like to do this meet other people that share that passion and that enjoy life on two wheels. Yeah, man. So absolutely. Guys, like I said, I, I really appreciate you having me. You know, would definitely, definitely like to come back on sometime too. So, oh, man. Hey, absolutely. The door. It's like, you know, I've told basically everybody's been on, man. You come on, and it's an open door. You guys want to come back? Anybody want to come back, shoot the breeze, talk stories? Man, the door is always open, man. Shoot me a message, shoot me a phone call, because that's the cool thing doing this is I built a friendship with everybody. I mean, like us, you know, we met you back and forth, text, and talking on the phone, and that's the yep. other, you know, benefit to this in a way I guess you can say is that network of people you can build. You know, you're somewhere on the other side of the country, you got a question about something, maybe you broke down, whatever. It's like, you know what, I remember I had, you know, Tyler on, I'm down, you know, say – North Carolina is like, shit, you know, I need some help. Got to figure something out. And it's like, hey, you know, I know somebody I got. And there we go. So, yeah, no, like, it's absolutely. awesome. Absolutely. And, and like I said, too, like anybody listening, man, like if you've got any kind of like, you know, bike related questions or anything like that. Uh, like I actually had somebody message me from, gosh, where were they at? Like, I can't remember somewhere like Utah or something, something crazy the other day. But somebody hit me up through TikTok. And, uh, 
whenever they bought their bike, their the dealer like never showed them like how their whole pin code worked and everything. And uh, you know, they had some questions about that. Um, you know, and and you know, by all means, like it's my door's always open, I've always got a phone. So um, you know, anybody's ever got any questions about anything, like give me a shout, you know, I'll try to help you get it figured out. Hey, that's awesome. No, and, and that's cool. That's, a, you know, the whole cool world of, of, you know, how I guess society has changed with the whole world of social media that, you know, we all live in that we didn't have 20 years ago is how things have changed when it comes to reaching out, talking with people or advice or anything. So, yeah, yeah. And, and that's like, that's, that's a really cool thing about, you know, I guess the world that we live in, you know, I mean, it, it's pretty easy, you know, like we're literally across the country from each other but it's super easy to sit here and have a conversation. Oh, very true. In a way, you know, you're basically face to face too. It's, you know, it's crazy. how things Exactly. Yeah. And, and how we live in now. Very true. So, Hey man, thanks a lot guys. Hey, thank you everybody for tuning in to mile post 64. This has been a, a lot of good times and uh, I enjoy doing this. Thanks. Everybody keeps tuning in. All you guys are subscribed and following the channel. So, uh, Hey, you guys enjoy those roads, ride safe, have fun. We'll catch you uh, next week on Milepost 65.